Devin. We got Gabby on the line. Hello, hello. And this is brought to you by Amateur Life. So we're jumping into this Alabama versus Texas A&M game that ended up being way closer than I thought it should have been. And But I think the starters with Bryce Young being out, it just shows you how well of a passer he was. That's because you could see Alabama's game plan in this was obviously to run the ball because Gibbs got it for 21 carries, plus Melro ran it 17 times. And, you know, total run and rushing yards was 287, where you look at back, I mean, we barely had over 100 yards rushing in the first few games, you know, because Bryce Young's just been passing so much. And Melro didn't look the greatest. Uh, he One interception, but there's like probably two or three other ones that should have been an interception. Plus he had, mm-hmm. what, two or three fumbles. I can't remember off the top of my head right now. Oh, but that, you know, they end up having four turnovers in this game, and and I just I just couldn't believe it. So, oh, they're still able to get three touchdowns total. Oh, plus the field goal, all two, that was able to hold on late, late to get the win. But I don't know. Like I am nervous for this week against Tennessee. We'll get into that in a little bit here, but just kind of running through some other things. Things offensively, I was. Definitely happy with how Gibbs ran this week. You know, he hasn't got a ton. I mean, he's been getting touches, but he really did well. You know, 154 yards total. He had one they bust out for 37 yards. Or, you know, he definitely looked really good running the ball. Oh, and he's definitely stepped up. And I even believe he caught three passes for another 13 yards. So he's definitely my best player of the week for offense. And then, you know, worst player, I'm putting it on Milrow. You know, I know he's a freshman, true freshman but it's a five-star recruit. I mean, you got to be ready to step in and, you know, be good. Plus having a good, you know, week of practice is you, you should have been much better, but he just didn't look confident in his passing capabilities. So, you know, I just, I'm scared to see, you know, cause if he has to play, you know, Tennessee should be able to just, you know, shove everyone inside the box and make sure they can't run the ball. And you pretty much got Alabama stopped and, without Bryce Young. So I'm really hoping Bryce Young comes back. Like, you know, as that being said, you know, pass offensive wise, you know, wasn't great. Like I said, I give that a two out of a five rating. And then for run defense or offense, I did give them a four because they did run a lot. You know, like I said, 286 yards, almost 300 yards rushing is quite a bit for them. So overall, I'm giving them a three though. Oh, I know receiving core wise, as we're a little, you know, younger guys there, we don't quite have that big threat. At, like in the past, um, Brooks seems to be doing a little bit better. Um, Lantu was the tight end that uh, caught one of the touchdown passes. As, and so it's, it's good to see, you know, the tight end being used a little bit more. Um, Holden and Prentice both um, finally got a couple catches and, and holding him, he lost uh, five yards on his. Like I said, Milrow had two fumbles. McClellan had one fumble, then the one interception. So four turnovers. I mean, that just can't happen. I mean, definitely gets Tennessee this coming this week. Like if we give up that many, it will not be good. And so jumping over to the defense side of things, you know, defense overall, we did pretty well. Oh, um, not the greatest, in my opinion, for an Alabama. I kind of 
didn't quite give him a middle of the road. It, it's definitely we got some dumb penalties late with the pass interference. Like even gave Texas A&M another shot that shouldn't have been even close. So it's just you, you got to be smart with that. Uh, and it wasn't like you know that that hold to me that happened in the end zone there to give him that another shot close. You know he he their ball was above and beyond. So I mean realistically, you should, I don't think that should have been a held. Well, you know, I don't think it affected the play that much, much to, you know, make it incomplete or complete. You know, so I think it was kind of been mistake on, on the defensive back. I mean, but at the same time, he he just got beat, so he was getting nervous. And and play, could there have been pass interference? Yes, As overall, I've I've seen it called in that position before. If you look, the the DB did have his hand around the back. But to me, the ball was too high. You know, the receiver was still able to go up with two hands. It wasn't like a hand was held or anything like that. So he was able to go up with both hands, you know, actually jump and try to go for the ball. And he still, you know, that was still three, four feet above his head, in my opinion. And so I think it was a good no call in the end. And I don't think, you know, the player would have been able to jump up and catch it. But, you know, that's kind of where I go on that aspect for the end of the game, kind of with those few plays. Um. Defense, I mean, we had a good mixture of, like, tackles around. You know, highest tackler was Branch at nine, and Toa Toa had six. Um, No one, like, had a crazy amount stand out, you know, separate from the rest of the team. Um, Tackle for loss, Branch had a couple of those. We held, um, you know, we only gave up five um, third downs. And so, you know, Texas A&M, we held them to five and 17 on third down conversions. Um, we did give up one when it was a fourth down of the two. Oh, gave up a total of 323 passing or yards total. I would appreciate to see that down under 300, kind of like I like in the NFL. We did well stopping the run. We only gave up 70 rushing yards. Um, definitely got to get better with passing. Um, most of our penalties came from defensive side of things. We had six penalties total as a team for 73 yards given up. Um, I mean, we did have one turnover. Defense did get one interception, so that helped a little bit. You know, time was pretty much split between each. You know, we had 29.56, and they had 30 minutes, four seconds, so pretty much almost dead split between each other. So um, there was, I think, a missed field goal early. That was close. You know, I, our kicker is good. I hope, I hope we don't lose confidence. You know, he's one of the better, one of the better kickers for Alabama last year. He didn't miss a single field goal had, you know, a couple over 50 yards. The one that he missed was 52 yards, and I think it double doinked, if I remember right, or it hit off the post. So it hit one of the posts, at least I know. And so it was like, you know, he almost, as you know, that one went a little right on him, um, you know, took it a little too far. And then the next one, he just didn't. Uh, so I know he missed two because he, he had that one that he kicked, went to the right because he's on the left hash. Next one, he was on the right hash, and it just stayed straight right of the field goal post so 
and that might have been an extra point or something or a field goal. So that that could have been a big swing in the game if those would have been made. Um. So team as a whole yeah, so far. I mean, oh, you go ahead. I I was just gonna kind of pretty much say everything you did. I mean, I just, I don't watch every single Alabama game, but this is like my second one. Um, first, just Texas A&M on that last play call was absolutely horrible. That offense coordinator should be fired for that play call. Um, I mean, it was it was kind of a tough game to watch. I mean, Texas A&M always, I feel like, gives Bama kind of a little bit of trouble in the last few years. Was it last year or the year before they upset them? Last year they beat them. Yeah, so, I mean, it was just – it was just kind of unfortunate. They, uh, this wasn't Haynes King, their quarterback. He got beat out for his position this year. Then he ended up getting it back due to injuries, and he didn't look that great. But he threw the ball forty six times, which is pretty pretty crazy. Only completed about half, and he had one interception. So, um, but then going to how do you say Mil- Milroy Milroy? Yeah, Milroy. I mean, he only threw the ball 19 times, and like you said, he had 83 rushing yards. He had an interception, a couple fumbles, and only 111 yards. Um, he looked horrible, and I would not be surprised if he switches to a running back or a wide receiver position because he is a freak athlete. Yeah, he's, he's, he's just, a big big kid. I mean, he's 6'2", 212 pounds as a quarterback. I mean, I mean, he's, he's not said a he's little the fastest guy. kid on the team. Yeah. So, so I mean, I – I don't know if he has anything in the NFL. I mean, obviously, like you said, he's young. Um, but his arm talent just looked horrible. It looked kind of like a – I don't know if you remember Milton from Michigan. Yeah. Kind of the same thing, just huge. I mean, obviously, he's not on Michigan anymore. He's actually on Tennessee. He's a backup. Um, kind of the same with Cam Newton. He lost it due to injury, but um, he just couldn't throw. But he's a big, fast guy. And he just looked kind of rough. But, yeah, the defense looked pretty good, minus the penalties a couple late penalties there. They kind of really stopped the run game because I guess they couldn't even say they stopped it because there was never really – Texas A&M never really tried to get it going. <laughs> yeah. I mean, the third-string quarterback is uh, another freshman, Ty Simpson. Uh, he's actually from Tennessee. So, you know, if for some reason – I guess I don't know. I, I don't see practice. I haven't seen a lot of practice footage of him. I don't know if that'd be something where, you know, you want to throw him in just because he's a – hometown Tennessee you know they're playing Tennessee if that'd be something you'd try to see if he can get the pass game going a little bit more and maybe look at Bryce Young should be back right I'm hearing rumors that he's back you know Saban's still kind of being vague with you know for sure Mm -hmm. it's too big of a game for him not to play yeah and it sounds like so the one the um another one that I listened to for the Bama information, I actually uh, subscribe to their stuff to get a lot of extra stats that doesn't come out on like just regular ESPN. Plus I get some practice footage and stuff from them of Alabama um, as Bama insider. And they uh, were saying that I guess Bryce Young was actually ready to play in this game. And it was yeah, kind of like one of those thing, things that if, if Saban didn't think they could get the win, Bryce Young was going to go in. And type of deal, and but he was preferring not to use Bryce, rest him up for this other game. And I, I guess I don't know. I don't. I don't. They never said for sure like what his actual injury was. They just said sprained shoulder. Which sprained shoulder could be separated AC joint. Which depending on the separation, then if it's something like that, just because I had one, I I know what that injury is. 
you could be talking needing surgery, which I'm guessing he didn't. But if it's still in a, an AC joint, you land on that shoulder or get hit and landed on that shoulder, that's going to hurt. And so oh, it's definitely going to have to be big, big protection if he's in. And that is the case. You know, if it was one, the type that you don't have to have surgery, yeah, mine felt better in about a month. What it took, but I don't have millions of dollars of rehab therapy to be able to work with like they do. So, you know, it doesn't surprise me that it took okay. them a couple of weeks to come back to be throwing and stuff like that. And so the other question, the team as a whole and Bryce Young, is he out of the Heisman race now with the injury, taking him out, taking his stats away? I would say no. I mean, I would say, like, even looking at, like, J.J. McCarthy from Michigan, I mean, he – He's only, I mean, he's only played a total of like two games just because he split so many. He didn't start week one, he started week two. Um, and he's, they take him out every time they're leading so much. I say he even has a shot of it. So I don't think Bryce Young's out of it at all. Um, granted, there's some very, very good quarterbacks this year, in my opinion. So it's, yeah. it may be more tough, but I wouldn't count him out yet. Yeah. Um, Looking at some teams, so right now Bryce Young sitting at 90 um, completions out of 134 attempts for 1,202 yards, so that's a 67.2% pass completion. Averages for at least nine yards. His longest throw was 53. He has 14 touchdowns, does have three interceptions, and has five sacks. Um, And then kind of just another... Stat for the team, Jamar Gibbs, you know, like I said, we got the running finally going last week a little bit more. It's up to 64 attempts and 532 total yards. So he's averaging 8.3 yards a carry. His longest was that big bust in, I think, game two, where it was like 67 yards or something against Texas. As that kind of got the offense rolling. Um, And then he's had two touchdowns, which is kind of surprising. He's only had two touchdowns. McClellan has come in and had gotten three. And then Bryce Young has gotten three rushing. Um, receiving, like I said, Holden's kind of been normally one of the best. That's when um, Bryce Young's been in. I was kind of surprised he only had one catch last week because he's at 18 receptions on the season for 223 yards. He's averages 12.4. or He's had four touchdowns. And then the other really good one receiver-wise is Brooks with 12 receptions for 223 yards and um, three touchdowns. I guess I can't really count Gibbs because Gibbs has caught the ball more than anyone. He just doesn't have the most yards. He's he's just shy by three yards with receptions, but he's caught 22 passes. And so that's, that, that's crazy to think about, and I guess maybe that's boosting some of Bryce Young's stats a little bit for passes is how many of those are dump-offs then to the running back, and he's just getting out. Where before, you know, like this last week with Melrose just not having as good of accuracy, you see, you know, them actually just handing the ball off versus a quick little pass to him. Mm-hmm. And, and I guess it shows you too of just how much more efficient it is to have that, you know, have your running back be able to get a block, and then if there's no one there, he can bounce out and kind of be a dump off. So the NFL system. So yeah, yeah, definitely. I see Bryce Young being able to transition well to the NFL. Oh, you know, he he. He's smart with not trying to run to necessarily get yards. He kind of keeps his eyes downfield very well and stuff like that. So it'd be interesting. Mm-hmm. I see him probably going to the draft after this year. So I'm a little nervous about he's who. About to be, uh, 
He's about to be a Carolina Panther. Oh, yeah? You think so? I wouldn't mind him coming so. to Detroit. He could, be, he could possibly go to Detroit, too. We need one. We need one coming in. I would take Bryce Young. They're buying a jersey right away. I'll probably buy one anyways to add to my jersey wall of NFL players. But mm-hmm. Alabama currently sits top of the West. Um, they're undefeated as well as Old Miss is right behind them, and that's going to be a good game in a few weeks. They actually got mm-hmm. the top top four teams are Alabama, Old Miss, LSU, and Mississippi State, and they play Tennessee, who's number two on the um, east side. Just behind Georgia, so Alabama plays Tennessee, and then they have uh, Mississippi State after that at Mississippi State. Or no, they they get back home. They're at Tennessee, and then back home at Mississippi State. Then turn around and have a bye. Okay? so get rested up, and then they play LSU. Oh, and then they have Old Miss, and then I think it's like an some unranked team. And then Auburn is where they finish off. So, I mean, Auburn, I don't think, will be ranked. LSU was just ranked last week, but then got blown out by Tennessee. And so, you know, I guess it, it's going to be huge this week. You know, you're looking at Tennessee probably able to jump. I put them at number two if, if they beat Bama. I know, I know Bama's three, but. Tennessee's I mean, a very good team. <laughs> yeah. And it's I'm an Alabama fan. I'm shaking. <laughs> well, so, Alabama, I think it's been 15 years they've had a win streak. And before that was uh, Tennessee had a seven-year win streak. It, and then you go back. So, that's 22 years since last time that, like, both teams were actually, like, good, but, like, at the same time. And because once you get past right. that history, you go where they're back and forth, back and forth. It was a rivalry. You know, so it's interesting to see if, you know, if this is something that Tennessee can start repeating and start doing. And, because we'll have an old school Alabama Tennessee rival. I already got my cigar ready for when Alabama wins this week, but um, Tennessee's going to be tough, you know. You know, looking at some of their team stats, we'll jump into that. Um, let's see here. So Alabama's been averaging forty-four point three games, Tennessee points a game, and then Tennessee's been at forty-six point eight. Uh, Alabama has only been allowing 12.5, where Tennessee's given up a little bit more, like 17.8. A little bit more offensive yards. And then a lot more yards have been given up. So Alabama only has been averaging uh, 250.8 yards a game given up, where Tennessee's been given up 396.6. So I know it's going to be a test for Bama. It's going to be a test on the aspect of, you know, can our defense stop a good offense like Tennessee has? You know, they're, they're averaging almost 550 yards a game. And, and it's going to come on passing. So, like, Kool-Aid McKinstry is going to have to make sure that he's good. I mean, just all our cornerbacks in general, we can't have the dumb penalties. Because, you know, we're going to be playing at their field, at their crowd. Oh, in just got to be smart, no offsides. From the offense side of things, good protection of Bryce Young's in. And I think a good run game would be well using this one to keep Tennessee's offense off the field. So even if, you know, I could see almost a Wildcat style with Melrose coming in, Melrose coming in a couple times just to run kind of like a Wildcat if Bryce yeah. Young is still not like 100%. 
bring him in a couple times, do a couple options or, or you know, a couple I, uh, quarterback runs with him, I, him to keep keep. I wrote down that same thing to keep Tennessee off the field because personally, I don't think Alabama's offense. You know, we'll be able to get something. We'll be able to score points. I think I could see us again putting up at least three touchdowns, if not more, or against Tennessee's defense. We got to clean up turnovers. We can't have four turnovers in this game. Otherwise, we'll lose. I mean, and we've seen if, if there wasn't four turnovers in the other game, I don't think it would have been a game because the three times that they got the ball on turnovers, three of the turnovers, they were inside the red zone and were able to turn around and score. That's how they got, you know, oh, two touchdowns and a field goal. I think it was. So, mm-hmm. you know, so. And then the other one, they did finally draw, actually put a drive together and got another field goal out of it. And I think that came off a shorter field. They were still in their side of the field, but but Texas A&M was. But so this week with Tennessee, we, we just gotta gotta clean those things up. Everyone do their job, like Saban always says. As you know, if everyone does their job individually, we'll do good as a team. And you know, rushing, I I Tennessee's average about two hundred and seven yards. I see that's we should should be able to stop that. It's the it's the 340 yards I get in passing. That has me scared. Because we have decent DBs, but I don't know if they're the best in college football. You know. What type of score do you see on this game? Well, I kind of see a high scoring game. I mean, my worry for Alabama this week is Tennessee's coming off a huge win against LSU. They're at home. They have, you know, it's going to, I put it down, it's going to be a QB battle between two Heisman candidates, in my opinion, two of the best four QBs in, in college football right now. And, and basically, like you said, I mean, Alabama literally just has to control the clock, control the game by running the ball. Um, and if they do that, they, they'll be fine, like you said. And I still see it being a higher, higher scoring game because I see Alabama maybe end up struggling with the run a little bit more than they wanted. And they're just going to start slinging the ball. It's going to be one of those high-scoring games, like, I don't know, like 35-30 or something like that. Yeah, I, I can see something like that. I, de- I definitely think we'll get into the 30s. Both, both teams will be. I mean, it's going to be such a good test for both of these teams, especially to see kind of what their defenses are. Because I feel like that's probably the biggest discussion with these two teams is what is their defense kind of made of going against a, a top-10 team. Yeah, I'm just trying to go back through in Tennessee's season. I mean, LSU, who's a top, you know, they were in tw- the 25th spot last week, and they ne- neither of them have really 40. played anybody. Hey, no, I mean, Tennessee played or Alabama played Florida as well, right? Or was that Tennessee? Maybe they both have. I don't know. Well, Tennessee played Florida, which Florida is obviously not great, but and they're supposed to be. I can't remember Alabama if they played. I want to say they did, but I'm thinking no. No, they just played Utah State. They they blew out 55 nothing. Close game with Texas. Um, then Monroe, Vanderbilt, Arkansas, uh, Texas A&M. And now now we're getting into the heart of like good schedule finally. Um, I'm surprised if you look at ESPN projections. I don't know what they're banking this on. They're giving it a 69.8% for Alabama. Now, I'm assuming that means Bryce Young's playing based on that stat. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and the score they What's have... What's the spread is, on this game? 
seven and a half for Bama. Yeah, the over under at 66, which is about what I said. Yeah. Yeah. They have uh ESPN pick center does um Alabama 35. Basically, they'd say 35.1, but they say 35, and then t- Tennessee at 28. Basically. So I don't know. I mean, if you're a betting person, I mean, I'm not gonna put any money on this game because I'm already gonna be probably yelling at the TV. Hey. It might almost be fun to throw some money on, you know, money line for Tennessee. Definitely because if something happens to Bryce Young, I'm going to be scared. Mm-hmm. This is just a game, though, Alabama will come out and just prove everybody wrong again that they're a number one team or number two team. That's yeah, one I'm, thing that get, has me just saying. Yeah, I mean, I'm not worried. And when I, I, don't, know, when I don't know if it's because be. the old school, you know, Saban used to not want to blow teams out he'd be pissed if they put up 50 points he used to get irritated with that but then when the whole college football playoffs thing started you kind of had to prove that you could score a bunch on a team and so you know i think he's really going to be emphasizing you know do your job do you know and we'll win this game type of deal so i i think i mean i don't know i really wish i almost would have texted you but i have to be around this weekend if you wanted to drive to tennessee with me Oh, are they playing in Tennessee? Yeah, they're playing in Tennessee. I'm like, it's in Knoxville. So I'm like, that's only like a nine-hour drive. I'm like, we could have done it. That would have been, been fun. Yeah, it's a 3.30 game. I was kind of hoping it was going to be a 7 o'clock game. but Tickets are probably expensive. Yeah, they're up to $340. Now, I, I was looking a couple weeks ago, and they were 150 bucks. I could have got them for. Or, I, I was going to, and then I asked Tori, and then she's like, well, we got stuff going on that weekend. Damn it. That's why I'm already I'm planning a trip next year. I already I'm just gonna figure out as soon as it's Alabama probably releases their schedule the or their homer. Probably the closest to us is Tennessee who they play. Um yeah, probably. I say we go if Alabama and Michigan play in the cup in the playoffs, we should uh we should go. Maybe, yeah. We'll for, uh, we'd have to figure out. I'm sure they know where they, they play at already. Plays in Florida, I think. Okay. Well, I guess it would depend on what bowl game. Normally, one's in like Florida, one's in like California or Texas. Actually, yeah, a lot of times they so. play in Texas. I don't know. But... Well, all right. Well, I it's think it's a good it. game. It's kind of a game to watch. Yeah, it's definitely going to be a good game. 3 30 game. So I was kind of hoping it was going to be a late game. But at the same time, they'll be at least be done by seven o'clock. So I'll either be ready to get drunk, I think, pissed off, or be ready to get drunk, happy smoking a cigar. So I'll be probably getting drunk either way. So, all right. Well, that's it for this Bama talk. We'll be back next week to review the Tennessee game and look ahead to Mississippi State. Peace. Roll tide. Yeah.